Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. All right, all right, all right. What's up, everybody? This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy calling from out of the West Coast because the West is woke. We're here tonight at Compton Politics. First, I want to give it up to T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio, Worldwide Distribution. Get the app on your phone right now. Don't hesitate. It go through. You listen to 24-hour radio, 24 hours a day. All your favorite artists all from out the world. You'll hear the music just like on Spotify. Well, we better than Spotify. We better than Pandora. Because you know why? Because we a black-owned business. It's a black-owned business, and I love that. Not discriminating against anybody, but we got to let it be known on what's really going on out here, going to the galaxy with this Internet radio, Internet music. We have to take a part on what's going on in society by any means necessary, by any and that's what they really meant by then. So our whole revolution is trying to take over the right way by any means necessary. And I feel I'm doing my part by having this uh, 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 machine, this mechanism with all this energy. And I'm, I hope that our callers are calling in, listening in, tuning in. Uh, um, the night issues, not issues, but the night subject tonight is going to be pretty deep. Um, I'm going to go to each individual, the callers tonight. Uh, if you want to speak, please speak. Speak to people. Uh, please speak clearly, which I just discombobulated my conversation right there. I excuse my tardiness on my speech. Um, just be uh, clean what you say. Have a have a real important subject. Uh, it's about issues. The recap on issues in America, because there's a lot of things that goes on. Each individual in America actually feel and go through, but it's like sometimes we, some things we worry about, some things we think about, we, don't have, we can't do anything about it, or we don't know the resources on how to go find out on how to get our help or be an assistance to the situation, or uh, you're limited in your community because your community council or uh, city of chambers, commerce, or chambers, or chambers of commerce don't have, uh, is not together like that. Um, the police officers and the fire department don't get along. The mayors and the councilmen, they're fighting. So you're trying to figure out a way on how to be a part of something and, and start a new movement with some positive energy. Uh, we'll talk about education at the same time. I hope someone on the line wants to talk about education from both parts, not just one part, from, but from both parts, from the community and also from, hold on, uh, also from uh, uh, the, the the parents' part, uh, we want to talk about entertainment. If you're trying to get somewhere in entertainment and you're doing some entertainment and you're stuck, but you got music, you have a drive, you have um, determination, you have a, uh, a purpose, we're going to talk about that. Uh, the show can last up to two hours to so an hour and a half, um, so don't be afraid to speak. But we're going to be very respectful to each other about who's 
uh, uh, choices is what they say because there's not no wrong and there's not no right answer on this show. That's the whole thing about it. Um, there's no cussing on the show. I mean, you might be allowed one because sometimes people get hyped up and they're just, not just, you'll just be told, please don't cuss. It has happened. Uh, nobody's perfect. Like I said, this is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. And I just I just feel that we're going to have a good show tonight. I want to talk about a couple of things that's been going on. Um, I have two albums coming out uh, within within a week. Uh, you know, when you're doing independent music, uh, you can set your own date. That's what I love about when you, you know, you, when you produce your own music, produce your own albums, and you own your own stuff, uh, uh, you can do what you want to. And all this media they got out here, there's no excuse for somebody not to be famous. There's too much media and there's too much free stuff for you not to be famous off the Internet. Um, so, like I said, we have two albums coming out. One is called Dempsey One. The other one is called Dempsey Blues. Um, we have a different style of music, actually bringing our music all the way from Maxwell Street, up out of Chicago, South Chicago, where it was multi-culture, different families and different cultures that uh, played individual music for themselves. It was African-Americans, the Puerto Ricans, it was the Irish, it was the Jewish uh, uh, Jewish people, it was uh, uh, the moves. Everybody had their own style of music, and they all come through and they played. So my buddy from Chicago, Southside Chicago, a uh, Jewish guy, uh, we created a sound, and, you know, now, two years later, we have an album coming out, two albums coming out, so look out for it. It's Dempsey 1, Dempsey 2. No, Dempsey Blues. And I am Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. I am the drummer on these albums. Check it out. Check us out on YouTube, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy and Jack Dempsey. Check out Vegas, uh, uh, what you're going to get, Standing Still. These are the songs you can pull up on YouTube. Uh, the reason why I'm doing this right here because I know the album's going to drop, and I would love for y'all that's supporting Content Politics and T25L.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Uh, I would love for y'all to support us because we are um, – a way to get in, you know, to get your story out. You know what I'm saying? So this is a way, if you have stories, if you have music, like I said, if you have movies, you don't have no other avenues, this is one of the best avenues you can go through. Very reasonable. Uh, you can afford it, believe me. But what you're going to get, um, you're going you're to be able to afford uh, um, something that you need for your future because you want to take it to the galaxy now. You got to understand they're using the word galaxy for everything. You know what I mean? So let's wake up, people. Let's make these power moves together. And, you know, I'm just going to start first talk about my first, my first, my, my issue uh, of, of recapping on America is really everything. You know what I'm saying? On how people treat each other, on, 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 on how the budget is, uh, 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 Nobody's working together. I mean, people are working together, but how do we go get the ones that's selfish and on what's on what we need help from them? You know, because the people that really don't do nothing, we can use them. We can still utilize them. So, how do we? How will we be able to utilize the ones that's really not important? How do you go grab the ones that feel that they don't have anything to do with it, or they don't count? Um, how do you break that cycle? You know, and, that, and that's my whole recap uh, of the issues of America is how do we go uh, strengthen people? How do we go get the weak ones or not the weak ones, but get the ones that feel they're not a part of any movement 
that goes on? Um, well, one of my answers are go find the ones that's up under that pressure and go see the ones that do want to change, um, that do want to uh, take an opportunity up upon their self to be responsible, to start making adult decisions. Um, and I do know that it takes certain ages to get to, really to be really mature, to get to certain levels uh, of life. You know what I mean? It's like you, you be 10 years old, you, you're at a certain level. You get to 20, you're at a certain level. You get to 30, 40, 50, you go to certain levels in life, but you have to get to those ages. So how do you get to a 30-year-old young man that's just now understanding what his mama and daddy was telling when he was a teenager, and then he turned 40, and then he understand he wasn't even a man yet at 30, now he's becoming an, a, a man now at 40, and then he turns to 50, and then he understands he got to start making adult decisions because he's not he's beyond a man now. So how do you get this type of, let me say, uh, get this type of um, information to a person that's lost, that don't know where to go? Um, I don't know, Rosalyn, you on the line still? I guess my my um, motherboard stepped away. I don't know if anybody is on mute right now, but in a moment I'm still going to be talking until she comes back because I'm not, you know, I'm over here doing just like a satellite phone call. So I hope y'all, hope I'm speaking clear enough and I hope I'm making enough sense to y'all. I'm not, I'm not just talking to uh, uh, jibber-jabber. You know, there's a lot of issues that's going on out here. It's like, have y'all seen who's running for president? I mean, do y'all know them people? Do you know any of those people, really? I mean, what, Hillary, Donald Trump, uh, who was that, Ron Paul? I think Ron Paul's son running. Um, even I've seen a new brother up there. What is his name? I don't even know his name. I just see him running. He was a Republican, and he's running for president. And I've seen the, um, actually the... Uh, the news clip, but I never really saw what his name was. Um, later on, I mean, when my mics open up to the open forum, uh, that's a question if somebody can tell me who is that brother that's running for president. Um, I mean, because I'm sure y'all buy y'all computers and all that old type of stuff, so we're going to have school tonight. We're going to do a little homework. If somebody can tell me who that brother is that's running for president, and, and let's see if we can find out some information about him because a lot of things that's going on is, that they're going to start coming to our communities, to our churches, for votes. And they haven't been, when the last time we've seen these people, seen anybody here in our communities doing anything, you know, feeding the homeless, clothing somebody that need clothes, walking in our schools, like I said, of our education. I mean, now the time for election. Uh, we're going to start seeing different faces in our communities coming to our churches, getting our congregations to be, getting our elders to, you know, it's just going to be a whole, like, big propaganda, but it's about, this is how America is. I'm not even speaking against America. I'm just speaking on how you have to be open on really what's going on out here, and, and you know, that, because on your daily schedule, you don't really keep up on what's going on in America, because you got so you got to, you know, get up, get the kids ready. Um, okay. We got a caller, you know, I want to go to one uh one caller. 
if the caller's on the phone, and uh, I don't know if they want to say something. I mean, it's still early, but they might want to say something. I don't know. But uh, if that's possible, we can go to that call if possible. Okay, okay. Well, I guess, you know, it's all good. Um, I'm going to go back to the show, what I was talking about. <laughs> all right now. But I'm going to go ahead and continue on because, uh, like I said, back in America, America is a, is a place that uh, it didn't change. America have changed tremendously. And uh, we need to change along with it, either for the good or the bad, one or the two. We have to change. We've got to either catch up or ship out because there's a lot of things going to change while it's a currency. Um, China's going to own half of America. Uh, uh, yeah, um, China's going to own half of America. South Central has been bought up from USC. And uh, um, who else? Let me see what else is going on. Oh, yeah, there's just so many things going on right now that we've got to just keep up with it. You know, some people say don't watch television, don't look at TV. Uh, you're just looking at that. But, man, if you don't watch TV, you really won't know what's going on when you're walking down the street or driving down the street. You, sometimes you watch the television, you can actually find out if there's traffic on the freeway. I mean, uh, it's kind of like... It'll help you the news sometimes. They be kind of come with the propaganda with all the violence and stuff and all that, but basically uh, the news can help you if you really look at it for what you need it for, just like everything else, you know. Like I said, this is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Compton Politics, Lorenzo Edwards Murphy. Tonight is about recapping on issues in America. And, um, It's a, it's a, I don't know how many people on the line, but um, I know I have some listeners, though. That's what I love about Contrapolis. Somebody's always on the computer. Thank you, listeners out there that's dedicated. Um, I really appreciate y'all tuning in every week for the last two years. I think this might be my 60th show, you know what I mean? And it's just keep on going and going. And it's just a wonderful feeling being able to come and work with this T25 company. And, uh, you know, they help me out. You know, they help me do the, get these messages out like this, you know, uh, so you people can actually hear uh, um, the issues and the problems, you know, throughout the world, really. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's issues in other countries that America uh, needs to help out. But, you know, they have a lot to do in America also. So I don't know if anybody has called in on the line. It's still early, like I'm saying, or 744. So my um my whole my whole logic about tonight is just about trying to find out what's the what, how can we fix how can we fix how can we fix on what we need to fix on for what we need to do or do our part. That's the whole thing. You know, um, it's, how, it's how to change. You know what I mean? You got to take yourself to to a level to where you got to trust in, in God. You got to have the faith. You got to believe. 
You have to believe in, in your own movement, your own your own belief, your own trust. Because if you don't, if somebody else don't believe in you, you're going to fail because you ain't believing in yourself. They'll leave you standing like a statue. And, you know, it's just about just believing in what you believe in and going forth with it, finding out information, messing with the right people, going to the right address. Um, you know, that's how I did. That's how I changed my ways. I just started going with dealing with the right people. You know what I mean? Connecting them. Making things happen. Hello? Hello? Who's on the line? Hey, it's Robin with TP5. All right. Hello, Robin. How are you? How are you doing, uh, Rosalind? Hello? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right, all right. You say Andre on the line? Yes, sir. Yes, I'm here, man. Yo, what's up, Andre? How you doing, man? Thanks for being on the line, man. Thanks for calling in, Mr. Galaxy King. All right, all right, man. Okay. Talking about saving the world. Now, we've been doing a lot of that here on the Galaxy Show. So we did it all last week, you know. And it's it's just been some great feedback that we've been getting from people because everybody's becoming more aware. And believe it or not, Trump is opening up the psyches and the minds of people a whole lot. It doesn't have to mean that he's accurate in what he's saying. It's just that he's just saying it with straight talk that people can understand. And so uh, it's, it's kind of been waking up the conscience of people across the board. Oh, and that uh, brother who you were talking about that's running for president, you were asking about, that's Dr. Ben Carson. He's a, a very smart cat, and he's a neurosurgeon. And he's uh, too bad he's a Republican, but uh, he's a sharp dude, and he's one of the top neurosurgeons in the world. So that's that's who is the, the brother that you were talking about running for president. Wow. So wow. do you know where state he's from? Do you know what you know what state he's from? He's from back east somewhere. I know he's definitely not from out this way. I do not know where he's from because they haven't given too much of a background on him just being a a surgeon. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I mean, I haven't even I didn't even know his name. But you know, I'm like, who is he? They uh, they not given any of those other Republicans too much play anyway because Trump is overshadowing everybody. I mean, yeah, they had, yeah. he's tired. Got the money. Yeah, they had, and it's not necessarily the money. Bush has got more money than all of them put together. It is that uh, all the news media was out there today when he was going to jury duty. Right, I've seen that on the news. Just going to jury duty, and they got me out there waiting on him to show up, and he parked his limo right there in front of the courthouse. He, he, he ain't parking at a parking meter like anybody else would be doing. He gets to park right there in front of the courthouse. So, and you, think now, was, so you think that was more of a, a publicity stunt? Not necessarily publicity per se. It just shows you power. You know, here's something else, brother, that I was thinking about. You know how 
Barack always, when he's speaking, he's got to stutter and stumble and stuff and be very careful of what he says. Right. What What would happen if a brother, Barack or Ben Carson or anybody, Herman Cain, would come up and be as bold as Trump is right now? A brother. And was saying the same type of things with the same veracity. What would the response be from the world if a black man got up there and was just as bold as Trump? What would you know what happened? You know what happened? What would happen? I don't. The same thing happened to Bill Cosby. People come out the woodworks. Because it's just something about that. Even like when the NWA movie came out, um, it's like the first thing they still so stereotype on. Uh, on they so fierce of uh, uh, of the action of, I mean, of gang violence or gang story. I mean, it's like they panic. Why are you going to panic for what we going to go see or what we made it for? Or you need to come see it to understand and learn more about us. I mean, they want to talk about they need a top flight security at these places. Like really, like. Beef up the place. So what's that going to stop? That's not going to stop nothing. Y'all can't even stop one person walking up in the damn movies with a gun. One person. So how are you going to stop if there's a bunch of gangbangers at the movies? How are you going to stop them? You get what I'm saying? So that's showing you that it was some racism and some type of, you know, involved with that. Because you don't, y'all don't even stop one person with a gun. So all of a sudden now y'all going to stop a thousand, a million people in the movies if they started wanting to get something going? No. That's crazy. That's ludicrous. Mm-hmm. I found out, uh, yeah, and I found out a little more about uh, Benjamin Carson. Um, he is, he's not only an, an author, um, and he retired from John Hopkins uh, University as a neurosurgeon. Um, and then, of course, in May, he announced his uh, candidacy to run as um the Republican ticket, but he was the first surgeon to successfully separate conjoined twins at the head, and he was awarded the uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom by George Bush. So he's got some great credentials so far as leading, you know, in the um, in this in this race. Um, after he gave that speech in 2013 on the National Prayer Breakfast, he became. Uh, a popular conservative figure uh, in the public media, so he's got some some credentials. Wow, that's pretty. That's what I'm saying. It's like information that people need to know. I never knew that. It's like mm-hmm. just information, and where do we go for certain connections and, and, and opportunities and and hope? I mean, a lot of people out here I run into every day that's. Just got great ideas and got and they have material. They got CDs. They got movies, but they just don't know where to go. And you know what I, I mean? The first guy tell them is go to Google, Google it, find out. I don't. I mean, I mean, it's like people just don't know how to use that double that double edged uh, 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 sword. And they have it. Everybody has one. It's kind of like I was. I think I spoke on this before. It's like uh, uh, me and my buddy. He's you know he's a dancer. He's a pop locker. So. We went somewhere, and, and he had some white gloves, and they were dirty. They were dirty. They were dirty. Some dirt. There were some dirty white gloves, y'all. And I was looking at him. He was panicking because he was going to go on stage. He's like, man, my gloves are dirty. My gloves are dirty. I'm like, man, why are you tripping? 
He's like, man, because I can't go put no dirty gloves. I said, you sure can't? I said, well, what are you supposed to do if your gloves are dirty and they white? He said, man, I don't know. I said, all you got to do is turn them inside out. I said, just turn your gloves inside out. He turned them inside out. He said, man, why not? I just didn't think of that right there. I said, because we do not use that double-bladed sword. I mean, just the little things can save our lives. Can can those little those little that little thought right there to think of that would probably could have saved somebody's life on in a real emergency. I mean, and those are crucial uh, strategic thinking is is for people. You have to be able to uh, uh, strategically think that quick because he's going to go on stage in front of five thousand people. You know, when they turn the lights on, white glow in the dark. When they had a lights on, for real, you have on white. Believe me, it's the it'd be a funny looking it'd be a funny looking white. And when he turned it inside out, it was pure white. He was just so happy. I'm like, man, we got to start using our minds, not what we think. We got to start using our minds. Don't think about it. You got to do it. It's like playing the drums, and that's one unique thing I learned about the drums that you can't think about the bass. You cannot think about the beat you're gonna hit. You got to hit the beat. You got to sit there and hit that beat. If you sit there trying to think about it and say, "Okay, I'm going to go ahead," and you can't—that's not how you, you can't play the drums like that. So you got to strategically kind of like make moves in your mind, working either in ahead of time or working behind time. But it's you know, it, it's a cold thing, you know. It's like using all your senses: smelling, hearing, touching, tasting, and seeing. You really have to use these things out here, and a lot of people don't use all those things. There'd be times when I might look at a piece of paper, and I really thought I read the paper, and then I'd go back, and I really didn't read the paper because I missed something because I didn't use everything, every sense. Because when I'm reading, I got the smell. You know what I'm saying? When I'm seeing, I still got the smell. When I'm listening, I still have the smell. Even when I'm, you, you, but you get what I'm saying? It, it, because I'm seeing, don't mean I still have to breathe because I'm looking at somebody. I still got to breathe. You know what I mean? So we have to start using what God gave us in, in manners to where we have to leave um, correction in our life of people in our life to tell us something, at least 15% of our life. Because a lot of times I recognize that I need correction in my life with my friends around me my business acquaintance around me. I need correction. It's not that they're telling me what to do, but I need correction. It's like I might decide something I feel is best for myself, but really it's not. But a friend comes say, look, man, I don't think you need to go over there right now. It's kind of hot, and, and you, know, you, you know, some stuff went down, and I'd be like, man, I'm going to go. It's not that, you know, the average person out there would be like, man, I'm trying to tell me what to do. Man, don't be mad. You may stay out of your business, but... We have to leave room for correction for the people that surround you because it might save your life. It might help you in a situation to where it really counts what they told you. It really was, you know, it really meant what they what they said. It really meant something. It really was the right way to do it or the right way to go or the right way to say it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like I say tonight, I want to just give it up to T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Constant Politics, this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy, and we are live and direct and correct. I don't know if there's any callers. I think people is on strike tonight with this Constant Politics tonight. I don't even say they hate <laughs> on anything, but it's all good. Cause, and for the last 59 shows, 
I've been having a lot of people call in, um, a lot of people talking about different stuff for the last 60 shows, 59 shows. So, um, y'all, y'all, you know what? Y'all do deserve a break today. You know what I'm saying? I, I respect <laughs> that. Yeah. This is, this is number 60, Lorenzo. This is 60. Okay, I, I, got, this is 60. I got a question. I got a question for both of you guys. Uh, regarding the film that came out over the weekend, straight out of Compton, it, it it was a big hit at the box office across the country. It was number one. Number one. Um, tell hey, me, hey, check this out. I'm not trying to cut you short, but I'm looking at it right now. Oh no. Oh man. And <laughs> got it already. It looked good too, man. Compton politics. Oh man! See, <laughs> all right. So tell us what you take. Oh, it's wonderful. Plus, how was the crowd? And had, was there any? How was the wait, wait, hold on, my brother. How was the who? Did you just hear what I just said? Yeah. I'm watching it right now, man, and I'm on the radio. Yep, I heard that. All right, brother. Yeah. But just how was the politics. crowd? I, I don't know how the crowd was. No, but nothing was on the news or anything about some crip and some blood bumping heads or anything like that. Yeah, everybody come out of that movie talking about this is fabulous. Anybody, it's just like them watching Gone with the Wind coming out that movie, brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, people watching that thing talking about, oh, it's so wonderful. You know what I'm saying? It's because it's, it's, the movie was made by somebody that was a part of what was going on. And that's what makes the difference of a real movie. A person that was a part of it is the director and the producer of the of the era and of the movie. You know, that's what made it so dynamic. Then you had those dynamic actors, you know, Ice Cube's son, Dr. Dre's son. I mean, you got, even though they weren't actors, they still the dude's sons. Those are natural, those are natural genetics. You feel what I'm saying? All you got to do is turn the lights, camera, action. Them guys going to act like they daddy. They, they, you know what I mean? So you, the, the, the apples don't fall too far from the tree when you're going ahead and get those type of genetics. You got Ice Cube, son, and Dr. Drake. Come on. Are you kidding me? Well, this is a, yeah, this is a, um, some of the narrative that they use regarding um, uh, Straight Outta Compton. It says that uh, Compton officials, activists, they say they hope to use the film's momentum to project another narrative to a, to, to a public that they say is far too willing to believe the worst about historically black communities. Compton is coming up. I'm serious. I mean, I drive through Compton, and I've seen, I've seen the worst of Compton, but I'm seeing the best of Compton right now. You know what? The best story came up out of Compton. Last week, all around the world, you know what I mean? Uh, last week, Tyrese actually paid $50,000. I don't know if you see it all on the media. It's all on the media everywhere. Tyrese paid for a young man from Compton to go to Morehouse, pay this fee, to go to Morehouse last week. So there was a lot of history made last week, and that kid was my son, Lorenzo Darnell Murphy, Jr. My son is a guy that Tyrese paid to go to Morehouse, and it went viral everywhere. And now I want to give it up to James, uh, um, LeVon James. He's paying $41 million for 1,005 kids to go to college in his city. 
$41 million. He paid for 1,000 kids to go to college in his city because these are the dynamics and the moves that we need to make to invest in our youths again. You know what I mean? And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, these kids not talking about it. They've been about it. You know, it's an honor for I feel it's an honor for Tyrese to pay because I, I ain't got fifty thousand dollars right now like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's an honor that that a brother will step up uh, uh, like that to to pay for a young man that trusts him to a young man. And there's more kids out there like that. There's more kids out there like that. that just need that chance, that opportunity. We need to start trusting these kids like that. How you know that's super trust? You know, I mean, somebody just trusts what you believe in. That's one of the best bigger than putting your stocks on the stock market. You feel what I'm saying? Imagine if we took our money off the stock market and started investing in people like these dudes are doing. That is so profound. That is so powerful. That is like taking money. Oh, my God. That is that is circulating not only black dollars, but just, that changes the, the level of money. To me, I mean, not only because he's my son, I mean, I wish I could have happened. Like I said, LeBron James has stepped up and is paying $41 million. And that's, man, that's amazing. You know what I mean? So, well, can, I, can I ask this question? Because you know how far, you know, these rap, rap groups have come. I mean, NWA, um, and everybody know what NWA stands for, and it's not no white people allowed. Um, but... Um, the group, <laughs> I, I knew that went over some of these people's head, but that's okay. Um, politics. politics. <laughs> but the thing of it is, um, when you look at the the, the uh, rap groups, uh, you know, hip-hop groups that are coming up today compared to NWA, I mean, every single one of the members of MWA are on hit today, except for Eze. So when they go to see this movie, because I haven't seen it yet, and man, I'm 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 dying to see it. When they see this movie, what impact do you see it make on these hip hop rap artists today? I'm not right. talking about the gangbangers, you know, and the and the and you know, you know, Bloods and the Crips and all in the in the neighborhood. I'm talking about these young rappers, hip hop artists. They're on the stage right now with the pants down below the legs and all this kind of, you know, stuff. What impact do you think is going going to have on them? Well, the impact is going to have. I think it's going to inspire them because it's kind of like taking it back to showing you where. Not where gang banging came from, but where how gang banging transferred from gang banging to rapping into the music industry. That's where the dynamics come in at with these brothers. I'm this is my own. You know, they changed they they had to say who they were because it was so hard back in those times. It was hard back in those days. You had to put oh, dirty cops was out there. It was dirty cops, you know, from the crack era. You know, our era, the yes. era. It was dirty cops, so it was guys that wasn't really deeply in the dope game, but there was in the dope game that was tired like we were. I mean, we weren't even rappers, but we was like way over rappers at the time because the rappers wanted to be dope dealers at the time. You know what I'm saying? And, and it just it caused a lot of destruction because there was a lot of dirty police out there. So it was guys, yeah, it was crazy when they said um, um, in, the, in one of the trailers it says, "Man, how do you go from selling dope in the, selling rock in the crack house 
to eating breakfast in a White House. Easy. Oops, that's his name. <laughs> easy. That's why, you know, because it was easy, because yep. his name was easy. Because you know what I mean? you got to understand, sometimes people's names carry out what they do. His name was easy. It was easy for him to die. You know what I'm saying? But what he, yeah. he already did it. He already one thing he did. You got to understand. God got everybody here for a mission. When you get finished what you're doing, it and that was his way of starting to change the thing of hip hop. Because remember, rap was so cool and clean with Tony, 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 and all these guys, and everybody couldn't run the Southern California. I mean, remember? I mean, I remember all the cool daddy raps. Nobody used to cuss. What about no? B's and H's, and I'm going to shoot you. wasn't even about that. I mean, do y'all remember the time when Ashley transferred over exactly when? You know what I mean? Because remember you had mm-hmm. uh, um, Baby Got Back, somebody from Seattle. He was doing some real you know, stuff way before his time. I mean, I was in junior high school. I used to hear Baby Got Back. So there was some guys out there putting some underground music out there, way before, like, uh, um, who was that, Dolomite, uh, uh, Curtis oh, Blow. Yeah. No, not Curtis Blow, but uh, 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 who else was that? Um, dang, Ruby Ray Moore. They do some rapping. Oh, a lot of guys were rapping. Johnny Guitar Watson. I mean, he was a rapper. They was rappers. So it's like, when did this gangster stuff really come in? Because he, he and them did bring it out, but it's like, how did he die so fast? Yeah. Because, you know so, what I mean? Yeah. You got a couple of callers on the line right now, Lorenzo. We got a caller from Michigan. Carla, give us your name and where you're calling in from. Hello, hello. My name is Tanya. What's up, Tanya? Tanya, how are you, Tanya? Thank you for calling in from Michigan. Yes, Michigan. I'm just excited to um, be on this call. I just had a question. Um, How can we get parents more involved into their their child's education um, versus putting a lot of pressure on the teachers of, making sure that they are um, passing these tests or, you know, um, standards. Like, how can we get more parents involved supporting the um, teachers? So you you want to know how can we get parents more involved in the education of their kids as far as, like, programs, come supporting the teachers to make sure, you know, to keep stats on their own kids, uh, uh, um, some type of uh, government agency to come out. I mean, um, Rosin, do you know, or, or maybe the chief, Galaxy Chief, I think he's pretty good. You know, it's my show, but we share different information because there's different people that know about different stuff, you know, on the show. We share stuff. So uh, I want to give that answer, if you want to answer, you don't mind, to the Galaxy Chief. Because my answer is just, you have to just go find the ones that want to help. You know what I mean? Like you say, every parent, you know, how do you get them to do it? It's like you almost got to pay them to come out, give a raffle, give away a big screen TV every month, or give away some chili tickets, you know, give away some chili tickets. I mean, you do. It's like you like music sells the savage beast, and that's the only thing you got to kind of pay people to come out. And sad, but if it takes that for people to come change the dynamics of education, give away a, a, a tickets to Chili's for dinner, you know what I'm saying, to the parents. And they'll come out. They'll come out. So, Chief, what is your answer to something like this or question? Do you, did you hear it? Uh, Tanya, ask ask your question again, one more time. Um, I was just saying, how can we get parents more involved in their children's education? Um, mm-hmm. Like coming up to the school versus um, trying to, uh, what was I say, just just getting more involved versus like um, the the entertainment city just for entertainment. 
like getting them involved in the parent teacher conference and um you know just to support the, the teachers more um because mm. a lot of times it's so much pressure on ourselves like a lot of times when the kids are uh have to pass these tests but they're not in school you know so we are accountable for their education versus the parents can can I answer can I answer that question, Lorenzo? Um, first of yes, all, as a mother ahead, and a mother ahead. of children who have gone through a different uh, type of education, then we'll, I'll turn it over to Chief. Um, for myself, there's been a number of different programs that we can look into, starting with the schools, because if you if you think about it, as a mother myself with you know four daughters that I you know that we raised that we. Think about each 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 child is always different. Um, it's just going into their classroom because there was a number of times I would just go into the classroom, sit in that classroom, and listen number one to what the the uh, parent was I mean what the teacher was teaching, and then have a parent teacher conference. That's key. You, you know I think that's the number one problem that parents are getting away from. Get to know the teacher that is teaching your children. And then within your community, get to know the organization that is um, geared to educating outside, like tutoring, tutoring in every subject, because there's tutoring. Even there's some young, you know, young teenagers or young college kids who, you know, send out a little pamphlet, you know, I tutor math or algebra or English or French or Spanish. But as a parent, we have to really, um, uh, pay attention to what our children are being educated in. And I think today too many parents are just, hey, I'm dropping my kid off, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the number one problem right there because we're not being, you know, proactive in our children's education. I know that um, started from Head Start. They try to cut out Head Start. Yeah, and all my kids went to Head Start before they got to kindergarten, and so it's these programs. Another another thing we we talk that goes into to the political arena when you talk about cutting out educational programs, cutting out music. Now you know our kids love music, um, but it's cutting out music and cutting out the Head Starts, all these educational programs that we need that we as parents, voters, taxpayers. We need to be able to get in there and tell the politicians or whatever, you know, hey, we need to keep these programs. And so I know it's, it's, it's kind of paraphrasing or really not, you know, going into the actual political rhetoric or, you know, what they say about it. But as a mama, I'll just say, you know what, get in there and, and be there with your child. Know what they're being taught. Look at those school books because – I'm sorry to say, but now they got these school books where, you know, Sally loves Sally and Jeff loves Jeff, you know. And so Are you have these different... Oh, yes. They've even got books teaching children on sex education. Yeah. And these are elementary, okay? Mm-hmm. These are elementary kids. They don't, why, why do they need to know that? Teach them algebra. Teach them, you know, the, the main subject that we need to learn, mathematics. You know, music, music, so, woodcraft. Yes, yes. 
The eggs I are they never, have I remember, gotten, I remember like they used that. to have food. They, I remember I used to be a cooking class. Yeah. Hello. Um, I, I used to love that. I used to love Metal that. Metal shop. Yes. 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 You know, so just, do you think, go ahead. I, I was just saying it's just sometimes kind of, Kind of sad that, you know, you do have to, uh, I guess, provide the food and you have to, uh, you know, different things, like you said, giving away TVs to get the parents there. Or, of course, they, you know, they come a lot of times for that entertainment. But when it comes to, you know, these are our future leaders that's going to be making decisions for us that you don't see them. You know, you can probably 20%. <laughs> Uh, the right. school, you know, population are there, and but it'd be those who are on, uh, that's on the principal list. The parents they're coming, and I know mm-hmm. sometimes uh, their their parents are working, um, sometimes, and you know, but it's like even just trying to get in touch with them. But it's just like, how do we get them more accountable? You know. Not just looking at this is a babysitting service because I I received a lot yes. of some parents yes. that say oh I'm so excited oh I can't wait to school start you know because I mean y'all are a babysitting service they told me that before right and, right um, and and it shouldn't be like this this is this is our future this is our leaders you know and we have to we are like a partner partnership and it's going to take both of us. To um, meet the needs of the students. Okay, we got um, yeah, we got one caller from Southern California, but we'll go ahead and let the chief answer it. Then we'll go to this caller from from down oh, yeah. here in Southern Cal. Yes, who that is? Who that is? Who that is on Compton politics? Joe Knowledge is in the house. Oh, well, all right, well, all right. Well, <laughs> up, the West is woke. <laughs> woke. Hey Joe. Uh, Andre, hey, Andre, but Andre had, to, had was going to answer the question as well. Okay, go ahead, Andre. Well, my sister took away a lot of my thunder. But, uh, <laughs> me... Hey, I'm a mama. I'm a mama, so I get it. Please excuse me. I'm a mama. I know. That's okay. I'm still the chief, though. All right. Okay. That's all right. I'm. Ch- oh, well, we're gonna leave that. We're gonna leave that alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk to politics tonight, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Go through the name of the man and is that fire? But no, it's a couple of things too. That one thing is, I got to bounce it back to the parents. You know, you know parents are the ones who go through the eight, through the uh, act of conception and making the child, and then birthing the child. Now they got five years to start programming that child for life before it hits the kindergarten. And the parents have a responsibility that when that child does go into public and into the classroom, that the child is already being taught from home. You know, just it's the disciplinary things. And how to conduct themselves in public and, and how to uh, treat others and how to be treated by one another by other people once they hit the classroom. It's up to that parent to prepare that child what they're getting ready to get into in, in life. And it's also up to that parent to give that child proper nutrition before they start going to school, giving them fruit and vegetables. And I don't mean fruit loops and, and that sort of stuff. 
and 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 if the child goes to school properly properly uh, nourished and wearing the appropriate attire, and then when they get to school, they'll be a lot more receptive to learning. And then there has to be a system of checks and balances once the the child comes home from school and interacting with them, what they learned today, how did it go in school today, and getting the child to communicate and talking because there could be external issues going on too, such as bullies and that sort of thing. And you want that child to be able to talk to you to make sure that they're not getting recruited into some type of a gang and nobody's mistreating them physically. And so but it's up to that parent to prepare the child for the next day of school so that is not such a laborious task onto that child and working with them on their homework and making sure that they're doing their homework. And then, as uh, Sister Rosalind said, um, you know, communicating with the instructors. I know back when I was in school a long time ago, they used to have the PTA, Parents Teachers Association, and education has changed so much, I don't know if they still have that these days or not. But if they do, it's very important that uh, the parents get involved with the PTA and so um, I know back in the old days, the parents had to come to the school in the evening time and to meet with the instructors. And so if, um, if these sort of principles are put into play, your children will be more apt to learning. And then when your children come home, we just have to emulate what other cultures do. I don't care if it's uh, the whites or if it's the Asians, and what they do is they're preparing their, ch- their children in a profession. They're grooming them already from elementary school, junior high school to high school, whether they're going to be a scientist um, or whether they're going to be an, an actor or they're going to be an architect, an engineer. They're already grooming this, this child already. How come you think when you go to the hospital all the doctors are Jewish? How come when you go to the courts of law, all the doctors, I mean, all the lawyers are Jewish? The judges are Jewish. How come when you go to Wall Street, who's leading, who's the heads of all the banks and all the corporations? The Jewish entity. When you go to Hollywood, who's running that? The Jews. And I'm not saying that in any type of disparaging way, but I'm just speaking the truth. Right. It's right. like who, who do all the nails? Who do who do nails and who do the feet and nails? The, the Koreans. The, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And the the Asians are very tight. They have another tight group. You know, they have their communities in every major city. There's a Chinatown everywhere, and they buy, sell, and trade amongst one another. And even the the, the Mexicans, the same thing. They have their own economic community. They keep their their units strong. And the only ones that are having issues with this is, as Brother Knowledge would call them, the melanated people. We're having the issues in adapting to something that should be academic along the way. And so it starts at home and, and what those parents produce and then what the, the parents are doing to uplift what they conceived over that nine-month period and that five 
years of raising before they hit the school system. And so when they hit the school system, they should have, they should be ready. But a parent has to remember they got to see that child all the way through, not only through high school, but also through college as well. And guess what? You're still going to be a parent. When they become 30 years old, 40 years old, there's still always going to be room for teaching and educating your children on life itself. So parenting, it's a job. It's an undertaking, and it's a lifetime commitment. Until you turn back into a child yourself when you hit your 70s and 80s, and then your children got to come up to the adulthood and start um, supporting you. So I hope I answered your that's right. That's, that's right. right. That's right. This is, ladies and gentlemen, this is Compton Politics. First, I want to say this is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Compton Politics. We just, like, we're just hitting on, like, major issues. We didn't get into the education because it's really important for us to speak on this level. Uh, uh, I have a question uh, on a recap on which actually what everybody was speaking on. What's the di- I mean, do you think that if a, I'm just going to put it in this perspective, because this is constant politics. So, okay, I got bust, and when I got bust, uh, my grade, the, the class was a little harder, but if you got a B there, and then when I went to free, I'm just being real, when I went to Fremont, I made all A's, but when I went to, like, like the Valley School, the classes was harder, and I made, like, C's and B's, but a C and a B is an A at Fremont. So is it that I was in a class with, all African Americans, and was I smarter than everybody in the class? And I made all A's at Fremont, but when I went to Taft, it was more I made B's, B pluses, and C's. You know, one time I got six flag Magic Mountain. That was six fails at one time, but I only did that one time. We called it Six Flags. That's where they got the, the you know the amusement park from. My report card. That's a joke. That I. Compton politics, no. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, what do you think happened with that? Why is it when I went to this valley school, my grades were B's and C's, but I came to South Central. I mean, I was about school, you know what I mean? So I was making A's. So what, what's up with that? Can anybody respond to that? Is that the problem now in these youth that do what kind of school they go well, to? Are they the only? Are they the only like African American in the class, or is it more African Americans than Caucasian or Spanish people, or is it more Koreans, or what is, is it? Does it does the ratio of the nationalities have anything to do with how kids function in class? Can anybody answer that? I know somebody. I know a lot of people want to answer that. Let's hear somebody. Let's just take our time. The West is woke. This is Joe Knowledge in the house. I want to hit on a couple of topics in the last one that you just brought up. There's a difference in the school system in the different demographic areas that you're in. One year, I went to three schools. I started off at an all-Caucasian school, Sun Valley Junior High, and um, I, got a, I got stereotyped as being from Compton, and I was soft as pillows, but since they made, pumped me up to be tough, uh, I tried to be tough and got kicked out. But them two months that I was there was the best time I ever had in my life. 
When I walked on school grounds, it looked like it was a like I was in a Harry Potter movie, and Harry Potter wasn't even out yet because the place was all red bricks. It was like Brick Mason Castle. It looked like a castle, but the teaching was ten times different than any other anything else I experienced. The teacher was so exciting that he had us running to the class. I'm talking about we was trying to be the first person there to the math class because he had a surprise question. He made learning fun, and. What, what, what I've noticed that the best teachers that I came across was the ones that made learning fun, and that goes, uh, uh, rolls over into your household. When you make things fun, it, it's easier for people to do. We had a, I had an auntie, rest in peace, named Elaine Watson, and uh, she didn't have no kids, but she would come pick up all the other kids to have a, a cleanup party at her house. While we wasn't cleaning up at our house, but we was cleaning up at her, her house. But the thing was, she made it fun. She had music. She cut up fruit. We'd be dancing. We'd be cleaning. It didn't even seem like we was cleaning up because we had so much fun. She made it fun. Even me and, and with my recent experience with my son, I asked him to do something. He started huffing and puffing. So... Um, as he started picking stuff up, I said, oh, man, I would have thought to get that up, man. High five, oh, man. And he started smiling and giggling. Next thing you know, we were cleaning up together in a fun way. A lot of people make uh, homework a punishment and don't realize they're doing it because they get frustrated, they get mad because you keep asking the same question over and over. But what a child receives is, he wants to get it, but he's not, you know, he's not catching it as fast as he needs to. But you start punishing him by hollering at him and getting on him. So the very next time he goes to do some homework, he wants to get out of it because he realizes he's going to get fussed at. He realizes if he don't get it fast enough, she's going to be mad. And then when he finally breaks down and asks her to help and he gets hollered at again, man, now he's really looking for a way to get out of uh, doing homework. Now, I got kicked out of that school and got took to another school that was only two miles away named Madison. This school had people being bused to. Now, the only difference is the classrooms were more crowded. Now it was like 30, 35 kids to a classroom. And, but the education was still there. If you wanted to get it, you can get it. If you wanted to be caught off in, the, in all the uh, 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 commotions that was going on, you could to do that too. He gave us all a, a book. Everybody had their own brand-new science book. For two weeks we did spelling words, all the vowels and stuff that we'll be using in test you know, the, the the equipment that we'll be using. We put all them brand-new books back in the shelf, and it was hands-on from there on out. We was cutting open frogs, lizards. We mixed up some stuff that made the funky smell. We act like we was nauseated and cleared out the whole classroom. We laughing and gigging. But we moved, and I went to back, I went back to Compton, and I checked into a Compton school. I went from running to my classroom to running away from my classroom, trying to hit the fence and get up out this place. Now, my math teacher had one book. He scanned that page, that one page. He scanned one page, gives everybody a worksheet for the day, and as you finish your worksheet, you get to get up and stand up with the teacher and learn karate moves. We was learning what we called a kata. I remember to this day he called it a kata. We got to learn this kata. He was really a gym teacher um, um, taking the place of a math teacher. I'm just saying the education was not there. And then not only that, we teach our kids in a way that's really – for lack of better words, in a gay way. Boys are stimulated different than women are stimulated. But if you put them all in the classroom and, and only teach them one way, you're either catering to one side or the other. And mostly they're catering to the women because that's why the women are doing better in education. By the time I got to Compton, my teacher was already burnt out with all the knuckleheads, so she just classified me as a knucklehead and didn't want to teach me. She was teaching the girls, all the boys, she can care less. Y'all could dish, y'all could walk out the classroom. She just didn't care. Um, 
Well, that, that's what I wanted to say about the uh, uh, difference in the education, and there is a difference in the way we're being taught. If we can emulate these teachers that, that teach in a positive way, we can and duplicate that and duplicate the system everywhere, we, we can change things around a lot. Um, when he was talking about Fruit Loops in the morning, hello? Yeah, 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 we're here, we're here. I was talking about Fruit Loops in the morning. Well, um, I study a guy named Omar Johnson. He he speaks at my church sometimes. Matter of fact, I have a DVD where he spoke at my church, and I was in the audience. But anyway, he's a psychiatrist. He has a principal license. Uh, he he got all doctrines and PhDs, and he he was a psychiatrist for years. And um, he he was the guy that would decide whether or not your kid gets medicine or not. And what he discovered was. A lot of these kids was leaving out the house with Fruit Loops and eating Frosted Flakes, but that's packed full of sugar. So it's technically like drinking a Red Bull and then going to class and trying to sit still. Almost impossible. So they was getting misdiagnosed. Thousands of kids have been misdiagnosed with ADHD or whatever they want to call it because it used to be ADD, but since they didn't have a medicine to make you pay attention, they had to change it to ADHD. Uh, uh, something to attention def, uh, uh, hyper, whatever they call it, because meaning you can't sit still, so now we can give you something to slow you down, which does nothing but dumb you down in the end. Uh, um, <clears throat> um, yeah, so what happened was they ended up misdiagnosing a lot of kids and put them on medicine that they didn't even need to be on medicine. A lot of them kids is mentally messed up to this day behind those procedures. So we have to do be careful about what we feed our kids in the, in the morning. When I was living in Sun Valley, my, my white uh, neighbor, the school, my school buddy, that I, my best friend that I went to school with, when we go to this house, she always had English muffins or something. No sugary nothing, just some buttery English muffins. We'd walk to school with them. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was it. But see, what they want to do, uh, is put something on your stomach so you don't be worried about being hungry. You can concentrate on your on your homework and not uh, 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 eating something like a, that's going to cause you to act like you got just took a red bull and you can't sit still in your seat in your seat. Um, the morals that are established in the home are very important because those carry into the streets. I don't care what music or whatever they playing in the streets. If you're not playing it in your home and you're not glorifying it in your home, they're going to take those morals out in the street with them. They're not going to uh, 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 vibe to those vibes as, as readily as they do. But if you're seeing your parents listening to Cut Up and, and Kill Them and all this, and they bobbing and singing all this uh, truffle butter, are you kidding me? I go, I, I'm a DJ, and sometimes we do these picnics. Now, when I did my picnic, I played R&B music, cha-cha music. I mean, we had a great time. But when I go to some of these other ones, they're playing too short, but these little kids is running around. And I'm looking at all you shameful grown-ups who's, who's acting like y'all, <laughs> like ain't nothing wrong with, with listening to this music and, and singing the lyrics in front of these little kids, and we're all uh, uh, um, all influential in these kids' lives, you know? Right, you know, right, right. Influential role in these kids' lives. Right. Um, right, 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 right. Look, 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 hey, hey, Joe, let me give us a T25 real quick. Let me give us a T25 series. You know, you can come back. We got some minutes. This t 25 com Galaxy Talk Radio, Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We got a lot of stuff going on tonight. We got people on the line that's just, you know, giving up valid information. I hope everybody out there listening on who's speaking, on what they're saying. I hope you're taking some notes down because this is some valid information 
uh, Joe Knowledge just spoke on some very important stuff, which I was not thinking about. You know, um, the goddess of the king, he, he, he's speaking on some Rosalind, Tanya. Uh, is any other callers on the line that want to say something or speak your piece on what you feel? Uh, so, you know, I'm just trying to give everybody a turn because uh, we can come back to whatever we need to point. What was that? Yeah, exactly. I've got two more points to make. Right, hold, on, just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me find out if there's anybody else on the line. No, we're good. Okay, go ahead, Joe. Two more points that I want to make. We'll sit around and say we're having a graduation party for high school. When I lived in Sun Valley, that was that wasn't heard of. They was already talking about college. They was acting like that was that was secondary. Like that was nothing. Graduating from high school wasn't even a factor. Give a party for high school? Man, we're getting ready to take a trip to go check out this college. They, they thought that was why, why most people that I know in my neighborhood, they thinking just getting a high school is a miracle. So they, 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 their, their goals are not set further, far enough. When they, when, when I noticed that they didn't even comment on high school. They was, they was all worried about the future beyond that. So their minds didn't worry about high school. That was nothing. They just did what they had to do to get to where they needed to go. A magical statement is where do you see yourself five years from now? Because when you vision out what you want to do, it can manifest. But if you have no visions, then you just be. Last was Creed. Y'all brought up um, – um, the different uh, uh, nas- the different uh, nationalities of people and how they operate. Well, they operate from their own creed. Their own creed is based on their own history. Every territory outside of the United States is governed by a creed. If you live in Islamic territory, it's Islamic creed, Islamic history, Islamic law. There is no other law. There is no other government. It's Islamic law. Uh, they share in the same information. They share in the same perceptions about the information. So they have their 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 unif- unified consciousness on how they view life, how they view God, and how they view where they're going. They have a direction because of it. If you're living in Jewish territory, it's the same thing: Jewish law, Jewish creed, Jewish history. Everybody's in touch with their own history, which gives them vision. You must know where you've been in order to know where you need to go. Now, here in the United States, this is the only place that has a government separated from religion uh, uh, because there's multiple religions here and everybody's not under the same laws, if you will. So they had to separate religion from the government so that they can kind of, you know, give everybody under, under the same banner. So technically this is a test pilot site for the one world government, a government ruling over multiple nations. But the kicker is everybody is we're, we're the only people that's running with everybody creeds in history and then we wonder why we confuse and why we don't understand a lot of things why we don't have direction some of us is rolling with the europeans with christianity capitalism judaism uh jehovah some of us is rolling with the arabs with it with, with with hinduism or islam some of us is rolling with the orientals with tai chi shaolin and and buddha because those are different creeds different religions and different uh, uh, uh laws for them just like with us, we're rolling with everybody else's history but our own, and ours is written in stone. And when you get in touch with yourself and they say, no, thyself, because that's the only thing that's on them all. They're speaking about us and the different aspects and, and, and abilities that we have to create. We create every trend and fad there is. Our kids need to know that. They said the original savior is the black woman, because when that spark of life happens in the, in the, in the darkness of the, of the womb, in the, in the dark universe of your womb, 
and that and that seed goes over and attached to you, at that moment you're that child savior. You're the original savior. Because there's a couple of states right now that'll take you to jail for having a miscarriage if they can prove you did something wrong. So if you don't do right, that baby don't make it. And before infamil and all of that was about, when you had that baby, if that baby didn't get no titty milk in the first two hours of his life, it went back to chill with the ancestors. You know, the black woman is the first teacher and the last teacher. She helps you all throughout your life when you get sick, when you're in jail. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's just you can mark it all off the line. Usually it's a woman that comes to your rescue, the original Savior. Now, they say who's going to save the world this time is the black woman universally, consciously raising a new two or three generation of kids on their own creed, on their own truth, and we'll turn this thing around overnight. Because technically everybody else, all these other creeds we name, are just the kids who beat the hand that fed them. We are the original everything. If you go to the beginning of anybody's culture and religion, you find us setting the trends and fads of the day. Thank you. All right, all right. All right, thank you, Vinci. Thank you very much, Joe Knowledge, for all that. Did y'all take y'all notes? Did y'all have y'all recorders on? Because if you didn't, after this show, within an hour or two, you will be able to go back and what? Listen to this recording of yourself on the radio. You can shoot it out to people. You can play it back and get among your friends if they ain't doing it. Y'all playing dominoes. You're up there just, you know, having a barbecue, putting put on your loudspeaker. You can listen to the recording over and over and over and over and over and over again. You feel what I'm saying? That's what I like about counter politics. That's what I like about T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio, Worldwide Distribution. You got music, movies, DVDs. I think we do the books and everything. I mean, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, it'll help you get things worldwide. You know, you get your music played every single day on the air simultaneously on the radio where it's millions and hundreds of thousands of people from maybe 20 to 25 different countries that's listening in maybe right now. you got kings, queens, emperors, princesses, uh, uh People from all over, really, from Africa, New Zealand, England, oh, man, uh, uh, Singapore, um, Atlanta, Texas, all different cities. Everybody listen to it. I, I've been getting good report back that people, hey, man, I'd be, I be on the Internet listening. I'd be like, wow, really? I mean, politicians are listening. Uh, 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 just everybody be listening to this content politics. I'm, I'm so proud of 225 for giving me this opportunity and been this consistent, and it's just been something that I've just been really overwhelmed about because it's something I've been really consistent about. Every Monday for well, 60 shows, 60 shows, and that's big for Los Angeles. That's big for uh, 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 um, these are stories you don't hear about, things like this that keeping people motivated, giving people opportunity. That's what content politics is about, and I just want to just thank everybody for calling in and, and just hanging in on the line. Uh, I want to go to, uh, is Tanya still on the phone? No, I think she's gone. She hung up. Okay. Uh, is, who is, nobody else is on the line? No, um, I got a, I got right. a question. I got a question, Lo. This is for anybody on the line here. How come we as black folks, descendants of slaves here in America, how come we are the only ones that are just so lost to our history, even in this country. I mean, it's a shame when you go out here and start, when you have family reunions and you start talking to the elders, that they don't know anything past 
their their mothers and fathers, their their grandfathers and grandmothers did not talk to them uh, about the family lineage in history. And I know that slavery was a very sore thing for them to deal with, but our our people did not uh, keep up with at least the history so that we'll know where our great-great-grandfathers were from, know where, what their names were, and even to this day, we even want, as difficult as it may be, we want to know what happened to them during slavery in America. And it seems as though uh, this his, even this history is lost. I mean, we can't even recapture two, three to 400 years of our history here in this country. And so you know that we're going to be confused when it comes to theological history when it goes back 2,000, 4,000, 6,000 years as it's defined in the Quran and in, and, in, and in the Bible when we can't even recapture the history here in America. So why is it, in everyone's opinion, that our history here in this country, I'm not even going to take us back to Africa. That's a whole other ballgame. But here in this country alone, how come that history is so lost and our great-grandparents would not pass that history along to their children and the children of their children? Our history is there, but you have to be a seeker of, uh, of, of, of a higher understanding of, of, of what's going on. It's scattered all over the place. One of the best history books I've read is Chancellor Williams' Destruction of a Black Civilization. And, boy, he answers so many questions. When you say, what happened? He answers so many questions, it's ridiculous. Now, this last 400 years is a joke. It's, a, it's, it's such a big joke, it's ridiculous. I'm talking about Nothing that you've been told really, it happened, but it didn't happen the way they said it happened. The only concept we really have of, history, of, of, of slavery here in America is the movie Roots. We're talking Hollywood here. And, and, and even that information was taken from another book. You know, Alex Haley didn't make that up. It's another book that, another writer that, that put that together. But at the same time, they put it together in a way where it gave us the illusion that everybody was in slavery. Like the North and South, everybody was in on it, but they was not. It started off with indentured servitude. There's different uh, segments of history that they didn't just kind of just, just brushed under the rug, like the 13 colonies when they first got here. Five or six of those colonies were black colonies. Matter of fact, before five to six, maybe seven of those presidents were black before the Constitution was signed, John Hanson being the most famous one. If you want to know who the first black president is here in America, just Google who's the first black president. And John Hanson will come up, not Obama, here in in, in, in in the United States. But see, when 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 George Washington signed the Constitution, he became the first president under the Constitution, under the 13 United States. So that's a different, you know, whole different time period, too, because, like I said, it already went through about seven presidents. Everybody had indentured servants. That's why the movie Hell's Gate or Gangs of New York, that was an example of, of indentured servants. 
They they, they they signed up to be an indentured servant to get the free boat ride over here. They gave you a place to live. You had to work off your servitude. Then you was free to walk away. You had your money. You stacked up. You wasn't beaten. You wasn't being forced. Blacks would make that trip. It was nothing. Orientals made that trip. It was nothing. It wasn't until the, the people in the South started uh, uh, making all this free money, and they started buying more guns, and they started getting more greedy, and they started doing doing the the, the shanghaiing, if you uh, for be- lack of better words, they were shanghaiing people. They they even got a movie where the Orientals paid two thousand a head to, to 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 come to America. They brought all their belongings, they brought all their money, and they was gonna come here and start anew. And while they got in the middle ways of the water, they turned guns on them, stripped them of everything, and had them here working on the railroads. So there's there's several migrations of people being brought here as indentured servants. When the Moors took over uh, uh, North Africa, they were selling APOWs into servitude, but it was normal. They people would come, stay six, seven years, they'd come back. Go. Some people wouldn't even come back, but it was normal for this to happen at this point. It wasn't until uh, John Punch, which was the first documented. Um, indentured servant to escape his servitude. Let me give you one more example example of a indentured servant. When a cowboy goes over to a cow to a person he's a cowhand and he asks can he work for him, that's him asking to be an indentured servant. He has no place to stay, he needed food, he give him place to stay, let him work, you sign a contract, you work for X amount of years, and that's what a real indentured servant is. So when you see the movies and he's a cowhand and he asks him can he work, that's what an indentured servant is. You can walk up and ask to work, you can come uh, sign up to work and get a free bus ride or a boat ride over here, or, or they were selling their POWs, you know, and they, they was bringing them in like that. Well, when John Punch, he was the first documented person, you can look this up, he's supposed to be related to Obama, uh, when he uh, got caught, he tried to escape his servitude, he got caught with, along with two other European indentured servants. They gave the two Europeans an extra four years, they gave John Punch 99 years, and they was working for a Jewish slave owner named Hugh Gwynn from Virginia, a Virginia plantation. They gave him 99 years, and just like with any other court case, once it goes through, the floodgates opened up. Now, I usually per- Paraphrase this with the, the the drug life. A drug dealer, he got dude, dude working for him. He's pretty much running the operation, but he's spending his money as the 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 boss is spending his money as fast as he can get it. Matter of fact, he got a bad gambling habit. But now one of his his main worker decides he's been stacking his money. He's ready to leave. Well, the 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 boss he knows how much money he's been making because he's been counting his money. But he got a big old gambling debt, and you finna walk away with all this money and and you finna leave me hanging. And people get evil. They get envy. They get jealousy. I know people that have got killed behind the same scenario that I'm speaking on, right, where his own best friends robbed him because he was leaving with the money, and he was the only one with the connect. And once he walked away, they was done, and they were spending their money. They wasn't stacking it, but he was. So since they counted his money, they tried to rob him and ended up killing him, their own best friend. Well, just like with the... Just like with the with the plantation owner, here you is. I'm living a life of leisure. I'm I got a gambling habit, but my main man is gonna walk away with all the money he done stacked up, and I've been counting it. 
So I done told my boys to come out the back, and we're going to tie him up. We're going to beat him. We're going to take everything he got, and we're going to keep him. Now, anytime somebody come to visit him, you had to have an invitation to come visit. So they made sure everybody was on their best behavior. So when people came up, they thought they were just indentured servants, living freely like everybody else. They didn't know them people was being beaten and done like that. It was done in people's backyards. But, see, they want to retell the story and make it seem like everybody was in on it. No, it didn't start like that. So 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 uh um so it was two types of uh slavery they said. That's what you're saying, it was two types. It was No, the, the, that's the how it got started. Yeah, it it, yeah, it yeah. got started by by people doing it illegally, not letting the digital servants leave. Then when when the John Punch case went through, they was like, What? I can give people more years? Oh, I wanna give him ninety nine years. He ate a chicken out of my coop. So they just started handing out life sentences like candy. And then they was enslaving your kids because now they treat you like a prisoner and not indentured servant. See, that's how slavery switched over. It was a legally thing. And then because you had kids during while you was with me, those kids became my property as well. So right. that's when they flipped it into slavery. That's after the fact. And at least another 50 years after what I'm talking about, the word slavery even started being used because the word slavery comes from the Slavic people and the Slavic Union. So that's wow, a, that's that word deep. don't even go with us. That's a whole right. other history over there. Right. Yeah, you know, they started using, that, yeah, they started using that on us after the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, whole, that's a whole new episode. That's a whole new episode right there. That's something that we're going to talk about probably next week or something. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we got all this stuff on this stuff. I hope you're taking down your notes. This is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Um, I think we're going to be shutting down in a couple of more minutes. This, I mean, in a couple of more minutes. Uh, and I appreciate everybody calling in. All my, you know, people that have the input on what's going on, what they feel for the bettering of us, of people, of the change, of the dynamics of people. Um, this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy calling from uh, Los Angeles. Um, uh, anybody have any last words of tonight, closings, any events going on? Let's make it short. I'm going to shut it down, if y'all don't mind, because it's T25CL.com. Galaxy Talk Radio, Compton Politics. Thank y'all very much. Hey, so this, this is uh, Rosalind. Uh, so I try to get in uh, because I don't think they, the question was answered, the question that Audrey was asking. But I guess I'll have to say that for another show. But uh, another great show, Lorenzo. Um, yeah. And uh, keep up the good work. Going on sure. Anybody else? Well, just just to elaborate on that as well, yeah, and I'm I'm very much aware of indigenous slavery, slavery and the Europeans that came over here initially as slaves. I, I understand that, but my they wasn't called slaves back then, though. They were just indentured servants because they they wasn't beating you to work. They wasn't forcing you. It was like it was a contract. You yeah, signed a contract. Indentured servitude. I, I understand. But it, the question was around uh, black folks in our history, like when we get to our family reunions and stuff, and we want to start asking questions and nobody knows anything. No, nobody. I mean, it's even in my own family. It, it's we know very little about our great great grandfather who was a slave, and this happens in a lot of families, and it and sometimes it slips through where some families this information does come through. 
I have another part of my family where this information did come through. But another part of the family is not coming through. And this happens in a lot of families. And so it, the, the question was, is what happens in the black family? How come our, our, our descendants of slavery contain this information and how come it was not talked about? And it's sort of like these back to where we went back to uh, the sister's question about the parents in the school. I mean, we're not even talking to our children nowadays, and it didn't happen as we were coming through. So it seems as though it, it just there's just a real breakdown there in the black family historically. And so how do we stop this so that now we can communicate with the children so that, that there is self-pride? But the question was, there's been a cutoff from slavery to now. And we the questions are being put out there. Who are we? What is our names? You know, what was our name when we came over from Africa? But what happened after we got here? And who are we here in America? Right. And another question I even I have, because this is what I've I've heard, you know, um, um, from past conversations, is that um, blacks who were born here in America were called, you know, uh, you know, Americans. They're black Americans, um, and you're not African American because you weren't born in Africa. Uh, many of us were born here in America, and people. Uh, say, well, you're not African-American, you're a black American. Um, I know your show is getting ready to cut off, but, I mean, you didn't There's three different types of blacks here. You got the Moors, you got the ones that was brought on boats, the slavery, and you have the black Indians that were took into slavery as well. They were also Shanghai and dry ghost and, and kidnapped and, and, wake, and just like in the movie Treasure of the Slave, they woke up in slavery. All yeah. the Louisiana Purchase, them were slaves, the Sentinel Wars. Those were Africans and Indians fighting against the uh, 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 in that war, in the Seminole Wars, because there's no such thing as a Seminole Indian. There was, those were black African Indians, which are the original inhabitants of America. We are the original copper-colored people. 80, only 20% of the people that went into slavery came from Africa. The rest of them was the Moors that was here, like the dude in 12 years of slave, he was a Moor. And the rest of us was the Indians that was living here already. We've been here, and we have the evidence to prove it. A lot of people who talk about Africa and Egypt, because I say that a lot, but that's just the starting point. Our history is world history. We have, a, we have a pyramid on every continent. You don't have to go to Egypt to read hieroglyphs. My church just took people last, uh, uh, last month up to Pyramid Lake, right here just past Magic Mountain, to show people where the monies were found, where the mounds are still are, because mound builders predate the pyramid builders, and where the government building is sitting on the sacred mounds, on top of the sacred mounds that we left here. There's hieroglyphs in the Grand Canyon. They have a tomb in the Grand Canyon. They're LSU campus. They have a mound in front of it with a plaque that says these mounds predate the pyramids. They had a, a 20,000 population uh, 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 African city here called Poverty Point. Look that up, Poverty Point. You ever lived in Poverty? Hmm. It was it was built like centrical rings, like you would see in a stadium, and, and they built a mound bird that's still there to this day. It's a national park. The mound bird was 
670 feet long, no, uh, uh, 720 feet long, 670 feet uh, wide, uh, wingspan wise, and some of the places it rises up to 70 feet high, and they have stairs going up the side of them. One of the most famous mounds is Monk's Mound. Everywhere they put a mound on the Mississippi River, they put a pyramid on the Nile River. There's two rivers feeding the, um, the Nile, there's two rivers feeding the Mississippi. Once upon a time in ancient maps, Cairo was up near Denver. Memphis is the capital of Egypt. That's where they get the name from. It was the capital of Egypt once upon a time. In Egypt, in Africa, Memphis is the capital of Egypt. Memphis over here, they, 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 had, they, they, they dug down five meters and found artifacts dating back a 1,000 years. They went down another uh, foot and found artifacts, artifacts dating back five to 6,000 years. They went down another meter and found stuff dating back 12,000 years, all the same arrowheads, all the same artwork, pottery, everything, showing that we had a continuous occupation here, the original black man. What we call the red man is nothing but the Orientals who came over the Russian Peninsula to uh, Alaska, came down to the West Coast, and mixed with the Africans on the West Coast, Queen Khalifa, where you get the word uh, California from, mixed with them and created the, the, the red man. That's why you got the dark skin, long hair, slanted eyes, you know, that's the mixture, but that's on the West Coast. So when they pushed us and captured us and pushed us and captured us, they pushed us all the way back to the West Coast, we kind of just left the red man. The the rest of us who got away went either to Canada, where they created uh, hockey. The blacks created hockey, which is an ancient Egyptian game. It was just done on, on, on dry land. Um, the other ones went to Mexico because it was a black-brown-red connection. We have a lovely history together. We just don't know it. We moved all the way over to Belize trying to put as many – uh, miles between the slave trappers and us and, and them. So when we talk about slave trappers, which they talk about a lot, it wasn't that many people running away. They were trapping people into slavery. And so if you, a lot of people are tracing their they, they lineage back and finding out that they're not from Africa. If you do a DNA trail and your DNA trail ends in America, that's because you're one of the original people from here, not this. Right. Right, right, that's, right. That's, that makes a lot of sense. What, and that's what I can say about my lineage, because my, my grandmother was full-blooded Indian. My father was uh, half Indian. And then even on my mother's side, she comes from Arkansas, she comes from an Indian family. Um, but but, but my, my question is, I'm, I'm going right back to what she was saying, why do we not know this? You are very knowledgeable. I mean, your name, you know, Joe Knowledge. But there are too many of, of, of our people who do not know this because of the fact that they do not have this knowledge. It was not taught to them. And well, why? I mean, well, I can say this. There, there's a lot of factors working against us on this. They do not want us to know ourselves. We, just like I tell people, okay, we create every chain of fat there is. They learn procedure, that's it. They learn procedure. We learn procedure, we go beyond it because we possess 360 degrees of sight while everybody else only, only, only possess 33 degrees of sight, which is basically 10% of our understanding. That's why when we create a trend and all of us can do it with no problem, we all dance in that same tune, and everybody looking at us like, well, how y'all do this? How y'all figure this out? How y'all all able to do that so easily? Because we can see beyond. And you have Egyptology, right? You don't have Germanology, you don't have Europeology, you don't have Englandology, you have Egyptology. So that makes Egypt the most studied place on the planet. Everybody's studying us but us. 
They don't want us to stand side by side with them and look at them walls. You know why? Because we'll go beyond. We've been building modern-day pyramids right now. So they got to keep us from that understanding. they got to keep us from knowing who we are, the abilities we have, that we can look at a car and say, if I put them rims around the corner, it'll look tight and it do. Uh, we the people that can go to the store and get shoes from that store, pants from that store, a shorter blouse from that store, and envision how to go all good with the stuff at home and it do. We possess the ability to think beyond and create. We literally cre- keep humanity evolving with our new creations. What they do is, though, when they see us with our new creation, they take it and add it to their procedure. Okay. Thank you. I, I appreciate well, all right. it. You're very knowledgeable. Okay. I don't like that. I, don't I know like we can probably too. keep on going, Lorenzo. Sorry. It's all good. Hey, that's why, you know, hey, that's what we do. Hey, that's all we do is come to politics. You know, that's why we got this extra time is to do that. And then oh, we got all these vices against us telling us it's pagan, it's evil. I say, prove it. Show me the devil there. If that's on there, show me. Where's that? They can't. But they'll tell us, don't look. Stay away. No, for real. Let me see. What were You mean all these Egyptologists is evil? Well, I'm, I'm an Egyptologist. I just want to know. By default, you'll be introduced to the truth. It will change your perception of life. It will give you your own prism, your own creed, your own outlook on life will change by default because you'll be introduced to the truth. Well, you say, so run to the trouble and find out about it. Huh? They run to the trouble and find out about it. That's what it's about. It's not about running from it. It's about running to it because it's, it's the knowledge of what you think you don't focus on. That's what you want to know. It's what you don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then through the movies, right, anybody speaking about African, they already got you labeled. Oh, look at Khalifa. Or, you know, the, you know how they always had the movies with the dude that one he likes a white girl. That was make him look stupid and out of place and outdated. He's never fitting in with everybody else. He's always that, uh, he's spitting all that African stuff. All right, that's all good, ladies and gentlemen. This is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Trumping Politics. I want to thank Joe Nolan for calling in, the Chief calling in, Robin O'Neill calling in. I want to thank Tanya calling in from Michigan, Detroit. We have a person calling from Detroit, Michigan tonight. I want to thank her for calling in. I think she's an educator out there. I think she's a school teacher. That's why uh, she was asking those questions. I want to thank her for starting that subject off for us and ending the show with positive, positive information. Uh, you can go back and listen to the show over again. Um, and, you know, I just want to go ahead and close out, you know. Power to the people. Power to the universe. Power to the animals. That's what it's about. How do you say it again, Joe? How do you say it? what you're supposed to do? What's the three ways to tidy? I guess he didn't hung up. All right, this is Lorenzo Ellis Murphy. I'm going to be signing out. <laughs> I don't believe Hello? he didn't hung up. Not Joe. Oh, not. He was... Joe, no, he's still there. <laughs> oh, no, I had this, my phone clicked over. Okay. And what are the three levels of change you were saying? Animals, humans, and what that? What's that other thing? Talk to me. Just say those three well, things. I'm going to cut off. Well, giving back to man, plant, animal, food, water, that's and shelter, paying your thoughts. Right, right. That's, yeah, that's what I want to close it out with. This is Compton Politics with Rizzo Ellis Murphy. With the thing everybody for calling in. I'm going to break it down to five, four, Three, two, one. Compton, Paula.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.